0: Good Tuesday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. Tuesday night flight. It's me. It's me. It's the big guy KG sitting in with the one, the only. He took it down, but, you know, we didn't want we breaking news today. To watch the Washington Commanders new OC, the Midnight Rider. What's What's going on Ain't nothing much, man. Sitting in the middle Of myself and the midnight rider is none other than the man that pays all the bills takes care of all the lights and everything and also the motherfucking birthday boy the boss bj that's
1: me what's going on fellas
0: nothing much uh before we dive into this first and foremost how you fellas doing Ooh, something happened in the game just now. I think somebody either got thrown off the sideline or somebody got thrown off the bench in the Miami game. Um, I'm good. I'm ready to go. We got Black Monday. We got coaches getting fired. People getting hired. It's going to be interesting, man.
1: I am ready for wild card weekend. I'm ready. It's going to be a doozy. Um, I'm just ready for it. I'm ready to get this show going and um ready to start this new chapter, new year in my life. So
0: yeah, because I'm I'm gonna go ahead and drop this right here. See that oh, that's, man. The, that's our resident Buffalo Bills fan. And with everything that the team has been through, the fans have been through as a birthday gift, you know, that pretty daggone good win Sunday. Um, everything, everything. And I will say this to you. Good, sir. You know, not going to say how many years, but
1: don't let the years, don't let the years slip out.
0: My man, happiest of birthdays. It's a lot that wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for you. We wouldn't, I don't know if we'd be sitting here as a collective, if you wouldn't organize this. So, um, on, on a, on a business level, Just keep doing what you're doing, man. I I I wish you nothing but happiness and success in every endeavor from now until you know hell till the skies decide to not be gas anymore and they didn't already burnt out. So until somebody got to start wiping my butt for me. Well shit, you still good. I mean, hell. Hey, look, you hit you hit that mega million shit. Somebody do
1: it.
0: <laughs> oh, man, B, what you had? Taco Bell? Damn. Okay, yeah. Let me go ahead and wipe that for you. Yeah, man. I appreciate now, it, man. Not a problem, brother. Now, as of as the, the midnight rider mentioned, as of right now, we're looking at a couple of firings as, as far as head coaches. Uh one that we're gonna really dive into. I'm gonna save that one for later. I'm gonna save that one for last as of right now. Um, here in DC, Scott Turner has been let go, he's been relieved of his duties as offensive coordinator. The midnight rider and myself are in running for it. And as I said at the top of the show, the midnight rider got it. I'm trying to see if he can give me a job as a wide receivers coach, anything. Um, Cliff Kingsbury fired. I think that was the shocking one because, you know, that was their boy. That was Arizona's boy. That was their, their, their golden child. You know, you let Steve Wilkes roll and then go get a quarterback and put a team around, you know, in, in Arizona. And then you say, hey, yeah, Steve couldn't do this, but Cliff does and Whatever. Another coach that was fired that we knew was coming, but it still pissed me off. It was the first coach fired. Not even on Black Monday. It was Black Sunday. And that was one Lovey Smith. I think Roland Martin said it best. The Texans gotta be the most Bush league and worst organization in football. Two years in a row, two black head coaches, you used them to tank justify them. I'm gonna start with the boss BJ. Throw it over to the Midnight Rider. I'll finish it up. B Black Monday. Your thoughts?
1: Well. We talked. We just talked on Sunday about um, Scott Turner and the Commanders and everything that go, went along with that. Um, I think this is a move that this is probably the only thing the Commanders got right during the season, probably, is, is this move right here. Um, I said it Sunday. You can't have three receivers of that caliber, two, two, two running backs of the caliber they have, and barely get up and down the field. just not—not—not possible. Cliff Kingsbury. Um, I'm ready to put Arizona almost in the same category as Houston. Um, like like the big guy KG said, you 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 were, you rushed through looks out of there. You didn't give him a chance to help rebuild. You didn't give him a franchise quarterback. You go get your golden child, Kingsbury. Only to fire him, and now they're talking about Kyle will have have a say in the next coach hire. Why? What has he accomplished to give him right to have say in who comes in into that that franchise? That like that, they're already to me in the wrong direction. Um, Lovey Smith, do we expect anything more? Do we expect anything more? The way black co- head coaches are treated, we say it all the time their tokens. Um but at some point one of those guys, Lovey Smith and Brian Flores, you know how he was treated Miami. At some point these guys had to put a stop to it. Uh, I forgot who just um who just I forgot who just had uh was it no it was Brian Cleveland asked permission of to, to, to for Brian Flores, right? As a, um, and it's it's just so disrespectful as a, a defensive coordinator. This man's a head was well, a head coach. Now you know, the, the sad thing is somebody's going to run probably go get Cliff Kingsbury. Um, it, it it's just it's sad how the black head coaches are treated in the NFL. Um, and one more one more thing before I pass over to the Midnight Rider, um, they need to fire the Texas GM. He needs to go. He needs to go immediately. He needs to be out the door right behind Lovey Smith. Two head coaches, you've only gave one year to. One year isn't enough to rebuild a franchise when you have parts of pieces. You don't even have the whole piece. You got parts of pieces. I don't know. I, I, it's frustrating, but I don't expect no more from the Texans either. It's just certain franchises. That are at the bottom of the stack and they're going to stay there with the decisions they're making.
0: What you got, Midnight Rider? I think I said the day that Lovey was hired, he was hired just to be a one-year guy, just to get fired. Um, Also, on the Lovey front, I think you also got to remember that they're—I think they're on the tail end of getting past the Tunsil deal, and they're starting to be at a point now where they can build because they have the Cleveland first-round picks and the Cleveland picks. So this is typical of what happens. You have the two black coaches take on the 12, 13 losses, so that way their record gets a little um, tarnished. And then you go find the guy that you actually want. You go, you're going you're gonna to draft your quarterback. You're going to draft your receiver. You're going to draft the other pieces that you need in this puzzle for this year, so that way this year coming up, you're going to sign some free agents. You're going to trade Brandon Cooks. Like This is set up perfectly for, and this is why Scarcini or Serini, whatever his name is, it's why he's not fired because this is part of the plan. The plan was to, to think for two years, put yourself in the best position, go get your quarterback since you just got rid of your quarterback, go get your talent on the outside, and then we're going to make a run now. And that's exactly what they did. It. This isn't this 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 master plan was set up two years ago once they realized they was getting Miller Bill O'Brien. So they just needed two people to hold and keep the seats warm until they got to the point where they, they could get they could cash in. Uh Flores, he's only gonna get a coordinator job because they're not gonna hire him as a head coach just because he's soon to leave. So I mean there's no collusion, but there's collusion. Enough said on that, and then um, Kingsbury is the typical hire you got a dude that used to go six and six, maybe at Texas Tech, maybe seven and five, and somehow you decided, oh, his offense is so innovative and so new, and we're gonna draft Kyler Murray and we're gonna build this around him, and we're gonna try to do everything we can to make this a success. And what happens was it got there, Kyler Murray. Shoot, you had to put a clause in Kyler Murray's um contract just to get him a study. What's that say? So, of course, he wants to have impact on, on who the coach is because he felt like he could call plays better than Cliff Kingsbury. And that was evident with that preseason game, where Kingsbury actually let him call plays for a series or two. That you don't do that. That's stupid. That showed me the dysfunction right there. Well, I don't I don't now that last statement, I don't agree with that. Because it was a preseason game, him calling plays and standing on the sideline calling plays. If my number one quarterback cannot go through the entire playbook and know what plays to call in a situation, I don't really want you there. And it's already a stigma on black quarterbacks and it has been for years that we are not smart enough to be quarterbacks. We're not smart enough to call plays. And and that stigma, I I, I like that because I felt it was kind of innovative. I felt it was kind of cutting edge, if you will, because you let your starting quarterback in a preseason game, which meant nothing. Call a couple of plays, call a series or two. Hell, I would let my linebacker do it. My middle linebacker. I want to see you know if you know game situations, so you can say to me, I would love for my quarterback, my play, my defensive play caller, to say, hey. This is the situation I'm seeing out here. I think we'd be better if we was in this set. All right, if you think it's right, let's go. And then I'd be calling out of this. Be, hey, this is the personnel we're going with. We're going with you personnel today. Let's do this. Intent. You say it's what? We called intent. And the intent, it was not to make – it was just, it was honestly, if Kingsbury agreed to do this, he did this out of spite to see if if if, if Murray could actually call a coherent offense – and get the team up and down the field. It wasn't done because we we're trying to be exploratory. And we we're trying to be informative. This was truly two men having beef. And Kyler came to him and said, "You know what? I can call your offense better than you." And he said, "Show me." And that's exactly what happened here. It was nothing. It's not information. It's not we're gathering this. It sounds good, KG. You know what I'm saying? If you're in the press conference, you know after you get fired and you say some of like that, it sounds nice and pretty. You know what I'm saying? But that's not what happened. It was truly out of those two people going back and forth constantly over the controls of the offense.
1: And, and my thing is, here's, here's my thing. What has he done to prove that he deserves that type of control? Like the Midnight Riders say, when you have to have a clause in your contract for them to get you to look at the damn playbook, he's not deserving of uh, being consulted, consulted to be like hey who do you think our next coach would be they shouldn't have gave, i i said when he we were begging for the money what did i say they should not have paid him they shouldn't have paid him i i, I, I wouldn't have paid him um he would have had to prove it you had to prove this to me you want this prove it to me and it, it's one of them things where you know as a GM you gotta make a, a good decision is this a your your quarterback of all people has to be the high character guy on the team. Your quarterback can't be the guy that everybody hates. We we you you hear the rumors of Carson Wentz here. His reputation precedes him. Guys don't like him. Don't want to play for him. You see that. And if that same thing happens in uh, uh, Arizona, you've already paid this guy. Now you gotta unload this guy. Find somewhere some find somewhere for him to go eat the cap, the whole night. should shouldn't have got the money. He's not worth it. He's not worth it.
0: Now, I, 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 I'll say this. I don't agree that he should get say-so and who the next coach is. If that was the case, I should have got say-so on who my next uh, uh, supervisor or boss was at every job that I had because I was just that damn good, you know? I should have got to say so who came in and did what because I was I, I'm in the franchise. But I agree with that. Now, when it comes to offensive play calling, I like what Pittsburgh did with uh I can't I want to I think it was Todd Haley sat down with Ben Roethlisberger. They went through the whole entire playbook in the offseason. Found out what he liked, what he didn't like, how to switch this, how to fix this, how did you like this and Ben had one of his best seasons because the offensive coordinator took and sat down and went over everything when they talked about it, then they talked with the whole offense. That inclusiveness of the game planning, I love that. And I, I would love to see more of it. Maybe if, maybe just maybe if they did that with Kyler Murray and a new Call of Duty doesn't come out during the season, maybe he'll be a better quarterback because he is his career record is 25-31 and one. Um, his best season passing was 2020. He threw for 3,971 yards. Um, and that was 26 touchdowns over 12 interceptions, but uh, maybe he can have a season that translates in the wins and that's just Arizona. Now with Brian Flores, I think it's disrespectful that you only offer him a coordinator job. He had one head coaching job. He, he's 2019. He was five and 11. Came back in 2020, went 10 and 6, second in the AFC East. 9 and 8, his final season in 2021. You fire him, if I'm not mistaken. Aren't the Dolphins 9 and 8 yet again? They were, so they were 8 and 8 in his last year, 9 and 8. this Maybe not, they may have been 9 and 8 both times, but mm-hmm. they made the playoffs. Y- yeah, they made the playoffs, but you went, you went what, 2 and 7 down the, in the last nine? Yeah, but you didn't have your quarterback. And again, it goes it's gonna go back to the fact that you made the playoffs. No matter how you slice it, Miami did just like this because they right back at square one because you're still nine and eight, and you're. Did you make the playoffs? Nine and a half times out of ten, you might as well didn't even show up to the dance because you're not going home with the prettiest girl. You're I mean, not even going home. You're going home with Pamela. That's what they're going home with. But that's that's questionable because if if so, some reason Tua decides to play, you have an opportunity to, to make something happen. To be quite honest, if Tua decides to play, I think there's an investigation that needs to be launched because this this man has been no. con- in concussion protocol how many times this season, Three. and they just keep cl- they keep clearing him to play when he's not ready to play. They they
1: don't have a chance against Buffalo without two. Exactly. If two if two plays that becomes a completely different offense, even with his his, his him, him being underpowered throwing just a tag. The offense becomes explosive. And that's something Buffalo has to worry about. Um yeah. I, I if you think two is not gonna be out there. When But when they go to Orchard Park Sunday, he's crazy. I don't care if they got to sew his brain up. He is going to be on the field Sunday. And it's, you know, whether his health is um there or not, he's going to be there.
0: Well, going back to Flores, him being offered just a defensive coordinator job in Cleveland, don't like it, and you can tell me collusion and him suing the NFL. I mean, it is, but him suing the NFL. If you notice, if you do anything, you go against the NFL in any way. Flores, Kaepernick, Reed—they'll try. Wait, they'll—they'll they'll try anything in their power to keep you out and keep you. And even Cam Newton, because I think Cam Newton is—is—is. Is, is, inching up that blackball list. And I had to chuckle totally off subject, but it on subject. I had to chuckle uh yesterday because Enos Cantor said, you know, I've been able to play basketball my whole life. You telling me in a year, I can't play basketball. And I'm like, yeah, the reason why he said, I'm being blackballed, Yeah. You're being blackballed because you opened your mouth and you talked about too much real stuff. But then on top of that, you, you started dissing the golden boy. So they say, Hey, we'll just take your money from you. nobody assigned you. That's what it was. When you start talking bad about LeBron and you start talking to the point that it's gaining traction and you had a chance to confront LeBron and have a conversation with him and you walk past him, but you did all of this and it cost you your career. Yes. They blackballed you. Yes. They blackballed Kaepernick. And I, in, in a way, if it wasn't for a uh, uh, Tomlin in Pittsburgh, they would have blackballed Flores too. And he should have been a front runner in a, for a lot of coaching jobs. He should have had that Texans job before Lovey. I'm sorry. And I love Lovey Smith. I really do. But he should have had that Texans job. And he should have had that job and had five years. You say what? He shouldn't have. Why not? Because the whole point was to get rid of him after a year. Yeah, that's why they so hired Lovey. Right. Why waste that man's time? Well, here's my thing Houston, Houston ain't trying to build nothing. Yes, they Houston. are. They're building it now. <laughs> yeah. And it's they got nine, one. Eight. They got one in ten right now going into to next year's draft. So at one, you get your playmaker. Or if they're smart, they'll trade back. I mean, I'm sorry, two. They'll trade back from two. Maybe go down one or two steps and still get whoever they want. If they it's they can freak this however they want to play this. They can be greedy, go up to one to make sure they get the guy they want, or they can sit back and play this the, the slow game. Draft that two. If, if, if CJ goes one, then you take Bryce at two, or if Bryce goes at one, CJ goes at two. And if um, Chicago doesn't move and they take Williams or one of the other guys, or um, Dalen Carter, then you're still picking the number one um, quarterback off the board. Mm-hmm. And then at 10, what do you do at 10? 10, you don't need nothing right away, so you, you can trade back, you can add more picks to this, and pick up, and you can start building your franchise. Real simple. You go from two, 10 to 16, pick up two, two or three other picks. You got a whole squad coming in. Well, now, we all
1: talking about the
0: Texans, though. Yeah, yeah. And you got rid of your, high, your, your biggest weapon <laughs> over a, a personal issue. And that was all Bill O'Brien. I don't think that, that – but the organization let it go through. Because if I had to choose between DeAndre Hopkins – and Bill O'Brien, I'm choosing DeAndre Hopkins. Bill O'Brien, you're Just for being stupid, you're fired. But you gave him all the power. You gave him the power that the, the season before and made him the GM slash head coach. Yeah. Which he should have never been. Yeah. Because he had no experience in NFL talent. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, somebody like a, 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 a Joe Gibbs or a Marty Shadon, a Marv Levy. Those are guys that have NFL experience. Those are guys that I would say, okay, yeah, I can see you having both roles because you have the NFL experience to say that Bill O'Brien, not so much. You barely, you barely did anything at Penn state. You know, you, the only reason why they mention you at Penn state is because you, you, you used to see the Joe Pa. That's it. So fellas, let's move on regular season wrap up. And this season finished on a high note for us here in DC um I'm not gonna do it but you know we we did well we did well I even got a few uh messages about the watch to command isn't that let, let, let me let me read some of those uh ba ba ba. um somebody said that the game was pointless I said it wasn't pointless it, you had to see what some guys often I'm just talking about Washington so i was told now we got very we got a very terrible draft position plus this could have been done last game which everybody feel everybody in dc feels that the way they played it against Dallas, they could have played against cleveland and from what i'm seeing, sam howe was definitely the better option even for last week but agreed we definitely would have been in the playoffs um the, these vets are starting to feel like damaged goods. I'm getting tired of a vet coming in and not performing. Cousin Smith now went like, what the fuck? I feel like the joke of the town with this team, and it's not like we're a bad team at that. We have weapons. We're a sneaky good team, and it shows we are missing a quarterback. And the part that blows me with Sam, he hasn't even been given a chance till the end, and originally he wasn't even going to be the starter. This year, teams was eating Wentz alive. And that was from my good good friend, former work wife Donna, she she went off. She was uh a little upset because Washington didn't make the playoffs, and having a top five defense, a top five defense, and not making the playoffs, I think that's atrocious. Um, where are my team stats at hold on, let me pull up my team stats. But what hurts Washington the most, and I'm this is a full NFL wrap-up. We're not just doing Washington. What hurts the most is we couldn't garner offense with the weapons we had. And looking at the quarterback, well, looking at receiving. Of course, Justin Jefferson was the tops. And I, I'm I'm going to ask a question to both of you gentlemen. Jalen Hurts is your probably your front runner for MVP, but shouldn't Justin Jefferson be in that discussion? Because he had a season where he had 128 receptions, 1,809 yards, and eight touchdowns. Shouldn't he be in that discussion for MVP? Oh yeah. Absolutely. That, even Junior said it. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. But this is the same league that don't doesn't recognize special teamers in the Hall of Fame. So, and, you know, we understand how important a quarterback is, but the season Justin Jefferson has is should be in the MVP conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%, man.
0: It could be, but since it's a quarterback-driven league, it won't be. Um, or he'll be the third person. Like, if once you see the top three representatives of this award – It'll be two quarterbacks and he'll be the third person. And then they'll give him the offensive player of the year award. To be honest, I never understood that. How are you going to call me the offensive player of the year, but don't give me the MVP, but you give it to an offensive player. Because they want to recognize the most important position on the field first. And then they'll give you almost like the consolation prize of, of the two awards.
1: And that, and that's exact that's exactly what it is.
0: You're hmm, we're
1: gonna we're still gonna recognize your great offensive season. You just can't get right. the MVP award. You just can't get the MVP because you're not a QB. I
0: understand. We, need you to play
1: quarter back. we don't care if right. you run all over the we don't care if <laughs> you run all over the field, but you have to play quarterback.
0: Looking at the Russian attempts, I mean the uh, the rushing the Russian title went to Josh Jacobs. It was No way nobody was going to catch him. Derrick Henry wasn't going to catch him. Uh, Josh Jacobs finished with 1,653 yards this year, 12 touchdowns. My number one fantasy running back. Thank you very much. Uh, Fantasy champion. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Saquon Barkley. I think we can officially say Saquon's back. Can we agree on that? Yep. But is he back in New York? No.
1: (laughs) Look, Brian Dayball, the, the, the all things from Buffalo offensive coordinator, did a hell of a job in New York. Um turning them around, getting, getting an offensive system in there, utilizing Saquon, utilizing Daniel Jones. Now, you know, you know, Saquon, and it does that offense doesn't run without him. Um, they just got to figure out what they need to do with Daniel Jones in the future. That's a whole nother discussion. But get yeah, man, they I, yeah, I, and that's that's look when you said the Bears, that's what they have to do for Justin Fields. They have to get him a weapon. They the, the the Bears fans are complaining that this kid can't throw for over two hundred yards. If you have nobody to throw it to, you can't throw for over two hundred yards.
0: If you got nobody to run. run it.
1: You, I believe. What did the Bears finish number one Russian team?
0: Because uh,
1: of him. Yeah, I mean, they probably did because of him. I think. I think that at one point they were number one. I know when they played Buffalo some weeks back, they were the number one Russian team in the league. But yeah, the number one Russian team. But they have to get that boy weapon.
0: What? Well, everybody imagine? say
1: that's going to happen this season. Yeah, it should. It should. They definitely should. If the Bears if the Bears were good really good at drafting, they could trade that number 1 pick and get some they get some, some some merchandise. Yeah. Trade and back cuz they don't need a quarterback. You don't need a quarterback. Trade back in the top 10 one of those teams trying to move up. Mm-hmm. Like, Look, I want your wife. I want your second oldest. I want the car in the driveway and when you get a new wife, I want to see her once a week for the next 30 years. That's what I want.
0: Look, somebody sell a soul and get that. I'm telling you. But somebody the Bears, look,
1: look, I don't even like my wife. You can see her three times a week. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All right, so just messing around. One of the first offers I got for the Bears' number one pick, the Panthers at nine. They're 39th, which is probably the second round. Number 60 in the third. I'm sorry, that's late second. Um, a 2024 1 and a 2024 2. And that's pretty much the blueprint for most of these deals. There's even a crazy deal in here where Washington gives them 16, 47, 1, 2, and 3, and 24 for the number one pick, which ain't going to happen. But that's generally the, the gist of it all. I'm sorry, I'm on. Um, you know what's crazy? Mock draft simulator.
1: No, nah, no, nah, that's that. You know what's crazy? I know that's that's far fetched for Washington. You do that, let Payne walk and go get you another defensive tackle. But, but I you don't can't let him walk.
0: You got to sign. No, you know, in that yeah, situation, yeah. you you sign Payne and trade get, Payne.
1: Get something for him. Yeah, get something. You, that's yeah. what I meant. But yeah. I mean, it's that's far fetched. I don't know if it are there any time. I don't think there are any top five defense, mock draft top five defensive tackles. Are there?
0: Dagley and Carter, Georgia. He's number two. Number he might two? be number one overall, but he's the he's the number one tackle. But you're not getting the top five from sixteen to get a tackle. So you're going you're going the other way. You're either trading down and picking up other stuff and get guys later on in this draft. And that's
1: a lot of teams need to do that.
0: Yeah, that trade down, and you know my philosophy. Uh, get as many picks as possible because now that they got the, the, the rookie scale, it's a little easier. But you, you we we all are old enough to remember when they they you know a rookie a number one pick was getting 127 million dollars, you know, and you were betting the whole house and, and the cause just to sign these guys. It's not like that no more. And, you know, I'm not a fan of uh I'm not a fan of um 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 first round picks all the time, but if it happens. Um, the Chicago Bears did finish first in, uh, rushing defensively, number one against the pass. uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, they didn't give up much of nothing passing. Um, number one against the run. And we got a question, uh, how, how do you, how, and this for the midnight rider, cause he would know, how do you feel about, uh. Bryce Young from Georgia. I mean, the the only downside to Bryce Young is he's 5'11, 189. And we've never really had a quarterback with that height, height, weight, um setup. So I really think it's going to matter for him where he goes. We've um, never had a quarterback with that setup? No, not being the, number yeah, that's number, what i Okay, Baker might
1: be so so, so Baker's Ky- like 59. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah.
0: Murray's the one that that, that would be the, the 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 outlier. But even with that, Kyle Murray still is like 210, 215, so he's still solid. This dude is a, a rail. He's a he's t- to not kill this, but he's thin. So he's slight of frame. So that would be the only thing that I think will concern people is, um will he have the durability? And that might be the reason why I see. That's the only reason I can see CJ Stroud going ahead of him, and that's the only person that should go ahead of him. And I was asked about my uh, my, my my thing about first round picks, and I was I said I don't, I'm not really a fan of first round picks all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was asked about Dotson. Dotson is exception to my rule. I like him. I liked him when we got him, and I was like, okay. All we need is a quarterback that's gonna get them the ball consistently. So um the Titans uh led the league well defensively in rushing. They they only gave up a thousand three one thousand three hundred and seven yards. Man, that's not bad. Uh let me ask you, gentlemen, a question. In this day and time, in this, this climate of the NFL, does defense still win championships?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. As Cincinnati last year, Buffalo 13-second game. They let Kansas City score. The next week, Cincinnati's offense gets them ahead. Guess who wins the game for them? In the same fashion, Buffalo could have won the game. They stopped Patrick Mahomes in an interception. The defense has to be able to make plays. It, It can't go at some point, even if it's a even if it's a big boy shootout, not a KJ shootout, at some point, at some point, the defense got to come through. Whether it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be no glamorous sack, no Von Miller strip sack in the Super Bowl. Sometimes it's just pressure to make an errant throw that be off a little bit. Because if you got Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen on one side, you're going to have a fire fight. But you need that one stop, one stop, and that's where your defense come in. So your playmakers come in. Doesn't have to be. It, it just three and out. You know, um, something, something. As as Washington, the game we just watched. That defense. We've been waiting for that defense for three years. We've been waiting, talking about that defense for three years, and it showed up against the Cowboys at FedEx Field.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I... And the thing is, that was a depleted that was a depleted defense that you saw. That was uh, they were depleted because of you know Jonathan Allen was out, who's quite frankly our best defensive player. He was out. Um, David Mayo was in. Cole Holcomb's seasoning. Our John Davis out. Uh, ben St. out. Cam Curl out. You know all the major players were out, and they played lights out. They they held Dallas to one touchdown that's great that was great but now let me let me let me ask you this the reason why I asked about defense is because no. we've seen teams in recent years number one offense number one defense and not even make the playoffs I want to say that was the 2018 2017 2018 uh charges they didn't even make the playoffs yeah, but the Chargers was different that year. Chargers were probably number one in offense, number one in defense, and number thirty-seven in special teams because they couldn't have finished thirty-second. Um, they could. the kicker couldn't kick the ball through the uprights. Their their special teams couldn't recover anything. They probably gave up more special team touchdown that year. They may have set a record, to be honest with you, for missed field goals plus punt plus kickoff returns. Like That, that that's the whole reason that team didn't didn't make it out of. They couldn't get out of its own way. And to answer the question about do you need a good defense, is it good defense or great defense? I'll say good because we. when's the last time we've seen a great defense? So then I'm going to say, um, yeah, you can go to the Super Bowl with a great offense. Uh, and I think Kansas City is the perfect example of this. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. The way Kansas City is set up, this playoff series, if Kansas City gets to the Super Bowl, Part of it's going to be driven by Kadarius Toney actually taking on a different role and helping Kelsey and company and giving this offense the explosion they had when they had um, Tyreek Hill, the cheater. And if you watch ever since he's been there, if you watch the last eight, 10 weeks, he's got about five or six touchdowns all on different plays, all explosive different plays, whether it's a reverse, whether it's a sweep, a jet sweep, whether it's a pass down the sideline, He's going to become their difference maker. And as long as Juju and Kelsey can do their thing, it's going to balance them out. And then everything else is going to be put on the shoulders of their defense just making sure you can make a play like BJ said. doesn't have to be the play, just a play.
1: And, and the way that team is set up, they score so quick. You can't – when you get back on offense as the opposing team, they're set up to rush the passer. They don't care about nothing. Cause now, bang, 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 you down twenty-four-three. Guess what you got to do the rest of the game? They don't care about you stopping the run. You got to chuck that ball up, and guess who's coming in your face? Who is that? Chris Jones. Yep. Sliding through that thing. They're set when you you when you got your strength. This is what I be talking about. This is what when we talk about these teams, and it gets so frustrating because like like the Midnight Rider say. Then he used Kandarius 20, 20 different ways. That's the same thing you should have been seeing in Washington. That's the same thing you should be seeing in other places. And you see that, and it's just like, okay, damn, Washington got three of these receivers. Why aren't we doing this? But to get back to the point, yes, the way Kansas City set up, catch us if you can. Catch us if you can. Because we, we're we're going to score you got to stop us, slow us down, whatever you can do. We're not just one of the few teams in the NFL where they can say, we don't care what defense tries out there. You have to stop us. And when you stop us, we're we're, going to pull out even. We're going to go to – we're not even going past page 20 in the playbook. When you stop us, guess what? We're going to page 21. Let's see if you stop this. And then page 22 – we ain't even there yet. We don't have to do that because y'all can't stop this. Y'all so worried about Patrick Mahomes running. You got to worry about Patrick Mahomes scrambling, being able to throw from anywhere on the field, just like Josh Allen. Then you got to worry about Kelsey everywhere. Now Tooney, uh, McCole Hardman, all these guys. And like I said, you get down on them. Hey, guess what our defense can do really good? Rush the pass. Go ahead and drop back. We Just go ahead and drop back.
0: We <clears throat> let me say this about Kansas City. Now, here's let me, before I get to Kansas City, here's the top five in points on offense. You got Kansas City, Philadelphia, Dallas, Buffalo, and a surprise at number five. This is just points. Number five is the Detroit Lions. Yeah, why is that surprise?
1: Right. Because
0: for offense the first like five weeks of the season, right? Yes. And so they had a they had that that was their problem but they had a power outage for a little bit lost a few games and every game that they lost they they were i think they were only blown out like once but it's surprising because they kept the consistency and they kept going and you know fifth they're in the play they, I, I wish they would have made the playoffs because i i've, been, I've been excited to watch them they getting all, all i'm, I'm saying a- is james on williams hey, hey you called it you called it
1: you called it, you called it. He called it and, and how many games have he played?
0: I think he played like four. And I think he had three touchdowns in four games. Mm. If they had
1: him all season, they end the playoffs. Yep. They they're in the play. They're not, they're resting their players against Green Bay. If they had him all season, they're already scoring points without him. They had him for they, the last four games.
0: And Amon St. Brown just played one of the had one of the best seasons. I think right now projecting him into 20. 23. He's already like a top 15 fantasy player. Mm. Yes, he.
1: I had him, and he got. I had to drop him because he had that uh four game IR. All right. I had to find another receiver. Um. Quick question. A little pop up question. If you're Detroit, are you rolling with Jared Goff? Yeah. Or are you gonna? Or you? Are you gonna get greedy and try to upgrade?
0: So, so I'm 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 Detroit. I'm draft. I'm. I will draft a quarterback this year because our backups are like Dave Blau and some other bum or somebody else like that. Um, so I'll take a kid, but I'll take a kid like you know what the perfect kid is? I'd take him in the third or fourth round, Stetson Bennett. I'd take a Stetson Bennett because he's a cerebral kid. He doesn't have the biggest arm, but he's got enough of an arm. I personally would never take him, but in the Detroit setup i take a kid like that.
1: I like that. I like that because he's 20, 25, 26.
0: Exactly. He's, he's already not be a starter. Yeah,
1: he's not going to be a, start, a starter. He's already mature. That's one thing you don't have to worry about. He's mature. He can come in and be that bridge player if golf
0: goes down. And hopefully yeah. he's got all you need for two or three weeks. So, like, right. golf gets a bad ankle four weeks in the season, boom. We're not asking him to play 16. Well, I asked him to get us through four, and if you yeah. watch last night, he—I always pay attention to this one thing when it comes to my quarterbacks: is are they the person switching us from the play to the other play, or are they looking to the sideline to switch that play? Yeah. And mm-hmm. when I see him making those switches and all the switches work, it's a little bit different for me. So yeah, he sure. went not—he he honestly went from not being on my board um, two to three weeks ago to being at least a third or fourth round guy for me. Yep, that is huge That it, it, is huge Here's my Boy. question, and excuse me for being Naive, excuse me For being uh, uninitiated Why would you Wait until the third or fourth round to get this Kid, and I say kid because he's younger Than me, but why would you wait to third or fourth round To get him, instead of possibly Picking him up in the second Because Detroit does not have A first round pick at all Right? So why why wait that long? Because if you try to snatch him up on day two or, na- or day three, I don't think he's going to be there. Well, I see, think somebody's going to pull the trigger in the second round on him. Again, you're talking about a kid that's 5'11". He's not going. he's not going to wire you with his arm. So what's going to end up happening in the process, unless somebody falls in love, unless there's that OC that falls in love with him, there's going to be guys that's going to get taken before him. Hooker from um, Tennessee. He's definitely going to get a look before him. Um, and there's just a couple other guys that just have better arm talent than he does. He doesn't have terrible arm talent. He can make 80% of the throws. He can't make 100% of the throws. So that's where you lose out, and that's where I think he profiles better as a backup than as a starter. Now, he could get in a starting role and do just what he did at Georgia and shock the world. But I'm just saying from... What I always look at when it comes to guys coming out of school, I don't see a, I don't see a second round guy. I see a third mm-hmm. or fourth guy, and I see a late yeah. third, early fourth. And his yeah. combo, he's me one of those guys that a <clears throat> combine is going a lot to him.
1: And, and he's a guy that teams that play the the patriot way. He's that guy. He's that guy that you could, he could come in. You already know what you got you basically know what you got he's already he's like 85 90 to his ceiling like midnight rider said he, that he, he can make 80 of the throws if you got the right oc you can dumb down the offense a little bit you scale it back take your shots just like the other we've had quarterbacks that haven't had a strong arm and that's when you get your you start doing your West Coast offense,
0: and that's exactly what I was gonna say.
1: And that's that's where you get you you start going into that your quicker, shorter throws. You know, you, you tailor what I say all the time. Your offensive coordinator, you tailor your offense to what you got. So, you know, you know Detroit, just like Buffalo had to, just like a lot of teams have to. They've changed their culture. So I don't know, you know, I don't follow Detroit heavy. But I know with Buffalo, they just won't bring certain guys in. You're not going to see Buffalo sign Jadeveon Clown. It's not going to happen. Now, Buffalo, Buffalo, yes, the years, the 2010 loser uniforms, I call them, they would have signed them just to make a splash and get some busts in the seats. You're not going to see certain teams, Buffalo. And I think Detroit is on that cusp of, hey, we're changing the culture. We need the right guys in here to to believe in this. That actually want to be in Detroit, right? Who want the Who the hell wants to go to Detroit? Who wants to go to Buffalo? Who wants to go to Chicago and play Soldier Field, negative eighteen degrees? Got to get you. Got to have guys that want to be here. You know, it's different going to Kansas City and playing negative eighteen degrees when Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball, and you got a chance at AFC Championship and Super Bowl every year. That's not the case in the the other teams. So, Stetson Bennett. I agree 100% with the Midnight Rider. Third or fourth round, a team that needs a, a solid backup guy to come in and got their starter right. Somebody that can come in, and learn, and you know maybe be one of those guys that have some value in a year or two, where somebody uh, quarterback goes down and they need somebody, and they they can get a second round pick for him because they're desperate. You know that that's what you look for with this guy. He's not coming in. And starting it on any team, it's just not happening.
0: It's the Andy Reid philosophy. You turn, you turn AJ Feeley, Kevin Cobb into you turn AJ Feeley in the second. And I think Cobb turned into the first, and that's all you do. And then when you're smart, the reason you draft these guys in KG, this is my philosophy. I draft from third or fourth because now there's no pressure. Now there's nobody calling for him to get in the ball game because your starters there. Your starters okay. They're the only place that you could draft a guy in, like, the 89th round and every fan thinks he's a starter is Washington. <laughs> like, you oh. can pull him off his mama's couch, you know. <laughs> I feel that was a shot Washington right Hill there. fall in love with him. I, I feel that was a shot right there. I'm just going to say that. I feel like that was a shot at Taylor. But it's the truth. It's not a shot at Taylor. It's just a fact. No, it's not. This, this no, place no, will no, always – and and it's and it's partially ingrained in their brains ever since Sonny um, – Sonny Joe and Billy, but the backup quarterback is always the favorite dude. You remember years where we were bragging for asking for Cope Brennan. Cats thought, oh, maybe we what can um Chad Husak do from Will and Murray? What, what can all these guys do to make this team? Because maybe they're the guy. Maybe Washington isn't smart enough and the fans are smarter.
1: Let me let me play devil's advocate to that. I think in the heyday, Joe Gibbs. You've seen a team redefine offense, and for the fans that are our age, I won't say no numbers. That's what you're used to, and you know kids that are 20 don't remember that. So that's the standard you have. I want to see this offense rip and run up and down the field. That's what I got used to when I got when I started watching football. Buffalo up and down the field, up and down the field. Score, 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 score. score. That, that's that's what I grew up on, and I think I think part of the problem is you you got a lot of fans of the sport and used to seeing this offense go up and down the field, win Super Bowls, be dominant on offense, um, see offensive that offensive plays that are called that make sense that 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 wow you and and have guys step in that you know. You, it, it, I think Joe Gibbs spoiled this this fan base. Being, I said I, that, you, it, 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 he has. It, it's like when you're talking about when you talk about legendary offensive play callers, head coaches. That's what Joe Gibbs are, is. So when you get somebody that is below average, like you're not even you're like you can't even look up and see that platform. You know, and I think that's that's part of the problem that you have a spoiled fan base. And it's it's you right rightfully so. Rightfully so. You know, you expect you you have high expectations for offense in this town, and it and it just hasn't been there. I w- I mean my man Kirk Cousins, Kirk Thuggins going for four or five thousand yards here. I mean, the offense was moving, but from then it's just been quarterback after quarterback after quarterback,
0: baby. But you know how limit. bad it's been now. Somebody double check this for me. Um, but I want to say, ever since Kirk left in 2017, this team has averaged three quarterbacks a season each of the last right. um, last couple of seasons. I think that's right.
1: I and think I, that's and right. I know
0: for a fact we're the only team outside of the Indianapolis Colts to have a brand new starter every season since 2017 when Kirk left.
1: Can you imagine Kirk with this 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 squad of receivers right now? You said what you want about Kurt Cousins. Even, even with the running backs, like
0: I don't man. know, But man, you know what? The about- funny thing was to me was, and KG dropped this line earlier this week, or maybe it was last week, uh, when they were talking about Derek Carr, and he said the, the infamous statement. He said, I'll take carr, but the price gotta be right. You don't want David Carr, because yeah. what your price is, I his price.
1: I said that the Raiders are going to want the, the Raiders depending on when they release him. If they do cut him before they, that that bonus is due, if they have to trade him, the Raiders that that deal I told you earlier with your wife and stuff that's what the Raiders are going to want. He's not worth that. He's not worth that. And the thing is, you you put them on the, if you do put them on the market. You everybody know that that marriage is over, so right there his value goes down. Like, look, I know y'all don't want him, so you know let's work something out. But here's the here's where the problem becomes: you got other teams that need a quarterback. Other teams are going to drive that price back up to what the Raiders probably really want, and then the Raiders are going to put that BS out there, be like, hey man, Washington called us. I'm ready to make a deal, with Washington. He's like, what you what Washington offer you first this year? first twenty, 20 uh, five, a second and a and third and they'd be like look I, I can beat it and, and i'm be like look not for david Carr, not david Carr. i will mail you a ham sandwich when it get there it's, gonna it's <laughs> going to be spoiled you're going to eat it or not <laughs> that's, that's what you're getting for david Carr. Well,
0: let me say this and you guys bring up a really some really really good points to answer the the midnight rider stat question Since 2017, which was the last season that Kirk Cousins played here in Washington. Uh, 2018, Alex Smith, Josh Johnson, Colt McCoy, Mark Sanchez. 2019, Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, Colt McCoy. 2020, Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen. 2021, Taylor Heineke. Ryan Fitzpatrick shouldn't get a whole game. He should get a quarter, but uh, whatever. He started the game. Um, Garrett Gilbert. 2022. Ooh. Gary Gilbert. That's the Kobe yeah. game against Philly. Yeah, Gale Gilbert's son. That he almost won. Almost. Uh, Taylor Heineke in 2022. Taylor Heineke, Carson Wentz, Sam Howell. And, you know, it's just it's crazy because we're talking about quarterback play as a whole. We're talking about Stetson and being a third or fourth round pick. And I Thought about, it. I had to chuckle to myself. I said, This is why I don't evaluate quarterbacks because I'm the man that see him as a second round pick. And I might reach in, and you know, Madden, when you do your draft, say, Oh, you reach for this player, he's ranked 198 and you got him at 37. You know, you reach for him, but I'm the same guy that thought Everett Golson was a third round pick at best. Mm. But I said, You know, hey, if Everett Golson didn't go anywhere. Matt LaFleur, pick up Everett Golson. Mm. I mean, he knows how to run your offense. Come on, now.
1: This is, this is the same guy
0: that scored
1: 7-9 mm. sitting at the edge of your seat sweating bullets.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't you? I mean, come on, now. That's a defensive battle. That's a defensive shootout.
1: 7-9, both quarterbacks 11 for 37. Three interceptions. Nothing going on. Nobody can move the ball. Just complete fuckery. You. You sweating bullets. Oh, my oh, God. On, this, is, this,
0: is, this, this is why I stick the offensive line, defensive line, and DBs. That's why I stick to that. That's my my, my my expertise. That's why I don't do quarterbacks because I I look at quarterbacks and I watch how they move, how they operate. And what you said about Stetson and him coming up to the line, changing the plays, I know he got it mentally. And, you know, everybody say, well, he's 25. Well, Chris Winkie was 25, and Chris Winky was a first-round pick. Yeah, but Chris Winky was also 6'3, 215, and he fit the profile. Yeah, fit the and what did fit in the profile do for him? How long was his career? His his rookie year, what was he one and fifteen? Yeah, because that was a terrible last team. But mm. I mean, I get what you're saying, but like we you always gotta put some of that stuff in perspective, too. Like sometimes guys get picked in the bad situations, yeah, I agree. Bad setups scenarios. So um it's not always that, it's just like um Raheem, when he got to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay wasn't spending any money because nobody wanted to say it, but the glaciers was in debt with the man, U or man city, whichever team they mm-hmm. own in the soccer. So they didn't have, they weren't liquid. So they had to go two years or a year and a half without doing anything. And the second they fired um, Raheem, the second up, the purse strings opened up and they started getting players. That's true. And then something else that you said, um, what was i just had it in my head uh you, you made another point and i wanted to comment on it i can't remember what it was i just had it uh geez we were talking about it was quarterback related what were we talking about come on come on help me help me help me help me help me help me. Help you help said us. every ghost in uh no 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 before that before that before that y'all y'all made a comment about a quarterback and i can't remember what it was so, you take, that, you take your vitamins today yes i actually took my vitamin this morning um, you might need the, the bigger the joint
1: like this big a horse bill. <laughs> <laughs> you might need that job.
0: Look, got to eat on that all damn day, but I it'll come back to me. If, if it doesn't, it doesn't. But moving right along because we 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 getting close to it. NFL Super Wild Card Weekend is this weekend. Um, starting Saturday at 4:30. You got the Seahawks visiting the 49ers. Um, then after that you got the Chargers visiting the Jaguars. Then Sunday, the Bills host the Dolphins. I hope it snows like hell. Um, Then uh, the Vikings host the Giants. Then we got a doubleheader at 815. I'm sorry, we don't. We got a Monday night game at 815. You got the Ravens and Bengals Sunday night at 815. And then Monday night, you got the Cowboys visiting the Buccaneers. Gentlemen, looking at this wild card weekend, only games that I'm interested in, Honestly, the Bills-Dolphins game, the Cowboys-Buccaneers game, the Bengals-Ravens. Well, shit, I might be interested in every game because I want to see if the Seahawks are able to pull off an upset and beat the 49ers. I want to see if the Jaguars can beat the Chargers. You know, I want to see the Giants get slaughtered. I want to see the Cowboys get slaughtered. And I want to see if Lamar comes back for the Ravens. Or is he going to sit out the playoffs as well? And speaking of Lamar, let me ask you gentlemen this. Speaking of playoffs, do you feel this injury with Lamar Jackson is uh, more serious than what's being let on? Or do you think really and truly, like we talked about earlier this week, this is all for show? You know, it's a money thing.
1: I won't speculate on that. You know, only Lamar knows if he's hurt or not. I do know that the Ravens got a lot of explaining to do because they just put their shell some money out for somebody. Mm-hmm. So, on my, you on my,
0: huh? You can't move. You can't move picks for next year and not sign the guy.
1: Yeah, I, I get that, but you you need to take care of your MVP first. And I and I told and I and I I said that I felt like. Lamar was they that that relationship was damaged a little bit with that whole contract situation, uh, and I think you know I know they said they were gonna handle it, but they shelled out money and a lot of a lot of that money was guaranteed, not all of it, but a lot of it was guaranteed, and I think that just that doesn't help Lamar's situation. Um, now I'm not gonna say he's hurt and he's holding out, um, but I will say Lamar's looking out for Lamar, so. You know that that when he that he doesn't have a Dak Prescott where he goes out here he injures himself and then he's stuck. So if he feels like he's not a hundred percent, don't play. You know because the, if the Ravens were looking out for him, he he'd be signed. So and, and it's not it's not a Ravens Lamar thing. It's it's an NFL thing. It's an NFL thing. You have to look out for you. Your body makes your money, so you. if you're not right, you're not right. Now, would I I be surprised if we don't see Lamar in a playoff game? I I would be. I'd be surprised, but, you know, it is what it is.
0: But here's the thing. You say if he's not right, don't play. Mm -hmm. Now, if we take it back in time, same playoff year, Phillip Rivers tests his ACL, continues to play in the AFC Championship game. Continues to play Rivers. on one leg. That's Philip Rivers. But on the flip side, in that mm-hmm. same same mm-hmm. year, same year, Jay Cutler towards his ACL. Mm-hmm. Was like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done, and he's vilified okay, I, because he was done. He said, I can't go. I'm done. Oh, yeah, you quit on your that. team and and this that and the other. He's been vilified ever since then. I understand that, but you're talking about two different players, and we know you're talking about two different players.
1: We know what but Jay you damn Cutler if you is. do, damn if you don't. Yeah, I mean, but you have you have to live with your decision. You have to do what's best for you. Lamar can't tear his ACL and still play. That's not the player he is. He needs that leg. Part of his game is moving out of the pocket. Running. That's part of that's what won him the MVP. Yeah, he got a dynamite arm. He's not the most accurate passer in the world. The the way the way the Ravens are set up, Lamar, the threat of Lamar running opens up that. The feel for him,
0: mm-hmm. he's
1: not Philip Phillip Rivers. Ain't running for no more than seven yards, and that's that a sounds, struggle.
0: That sounds familiar.
1: That's, that's a struggle run. That's a struggle run. He didn't tripped over his own feet about four yards into that run and eating eating dirt. Jay Cutler, you know, Jay Cutler was all arm. You know, hey, man, different look, different guy. I, I'll never question, you know, unless you have a, a rap sheet on a player. can't really question these guys man like you hurt you hurt
0: and you hurt you hurt that's that's my point that's my point because jay cutler was vilified and he's this he's that. oh he gave up he did this and philip rivers was put on 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 a pedestal but if you don't know these guys you don't know their body they know their body better than they know themselves i mean better than you know them so I, i never understood why jay cutler was vilified because like dog if you can't go you can't go
1: it's fandom, man. It's fandom, and it'll, it'll never stop. And will never stop. You'll always have people questioning players for this, that, and the other. Whether it's whether it's their choice of teams. I question players sometimes. Be like, where they signed? Be like, yeah, you didn't want. To, you don't want to win. You just about money, <laughs> you know. And, and you know, depending on where you go, I said that about Kerrigan. You don't want to win. You you went to signed with Philadelphia after Washington, and they that's what that was a rebuild rebuilding Philadelphia. Yeah. You just like. You wanted to play Washington that bad that you didn't want to go to a contender. That told me everything I needed to know. So.
0: Yeah. Uh. So second question of the night for the, as far as playoffs go, which game are you looking forward to? If you had to pick one game out of the six, which game are you looking forward to? Well, let me take a step back. Um, Lamar. So Lamar is five years in. Last two seasons, he's only played 12 games. Season before that, I guess he played 15. Maybe the um, game 16 was um, we got everything settled or whatever the situation is. So if the Ravens played their cards right, the Ravens have a a franchise tag sitting in their back pocket. And with the franchise tag, they can figure out what they want to do. Like the one thing that Baltimore will show me in the course of all this process is one horse don't, don't make this rodeo. So, so whether you find somebody that you can feel confident in to move on from him, or you stick with him for another year, you, you have options. I don't. And my question to them becomes more so instead of Lamar, it becomes more about Harbaugh because they've had these situations where they've had leads, or the best record in the conference or the division. And they have either not made the playoffs or got the playoffs on the last day. So what does that say about your program? What does that say about your coach? Mm. If we got a, if we, we at week 10 or 11, we're eight and three, seven and three, but we're still struggling to get in the playoffs. That's got to tell me something about how we prepare as a football program. And, and that's something that um, makes me have pause, makes me think, uh, gives me a little 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 hesitancy when it comes to this whole program. And maybe that might be part of the reason why Lamar isn't getting his deal and so on and so forth. Now they get us back on track because I apologize because I had to get that last part out of, of the system. Um you gave us a bunch of games, so the one game I want to see definitely is Baltimore, Cincinnati because I need to see who's playing quarterback for Baltimore and I need to see Cincinnati be who they were last year. Um, the other game is easiest, it's Dallas and Tampa because Dallas has to at some point um, show up and be real and be a team in the scenario, like they have to do something to, to say that whatever their record is for that season whether it was 13-4 12 and 5 whatever that record was it was warranted. Dallas can't be the team anymore that goes in the playoffs and loses in the first round. They have to at least win one at minimum, but they should win two. But I don't think it's going to happen, but again, that's just that's their minimum. That's their basement.
1: Hey Midnight Rider, do you know if the Giants would have won if they had went to Tampa? They would have went to Tampa Bay. I'm trying to see if they lost on purpose
0: to let Dallas go to Tampa Bay. No, because Dallas was still chasing. Dallas was always solid, solidified at the um at the four or the five. I well, think Dallas solidified sure
1: at number one. If, if San Francisco had lost, affiliate lost, Dallas would have had the number one
0: seed. Right, but they their lowest they could go was five. So okay. the Giants didn't have a chance at 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 five. They they were always six.
1: Okay, okay. I just wanted. To, I I just it was a scenario in my head, but
0: no, no, um, I get it. I, I totally understand. But I I know. I mean, if we talk about the Giants, well, we'll we'll say that for another show. I got I got to I got to because I don't think Saquon comes back to me. I would I would either move Saquon or, um, yeah, I would move Saquon. And then based on how I feel the draft is going to play out, I'd take um, either B. John Robinson or Jameer Gibbs and let that be my running back of the future. That way I got a running back on a cheap contract. I can figure out what I'm doing on quarterback. Because I don't know if they're going to keep Danny Dimes or they're going to go with somebody that's a veteran. And if you're paying a veteran, you can't pay a veteran um, quarterback and then also pay your veteran running back. You said something, speaking of Baltimore, and that's the game I'm looking forward to. That's I'm looking forward to all of them, but I, I, Baltimore is it's tops. If Baltimore moves on from uh, John Harbaugh, which I don't think they will, they've only had three head coaches in their whole entire existence. Three. Yes, sir. <laughs>
1: At, at the top, there's a well won franchise. They, you know, they they drafted well, you know, I, and that's why, you know, when we talked about Lamar's contract at the beginning of the season, I'm like, look, I don't really question, you know, I understand what Midnight Rider is saying about Jim Harbaugh, but the, the franchise up top, they've made the right decisions for the most part. And, and that's, you know, when, when Midnight Rider is saying how many games Lamar has played over the last three seasons – that's why I was like, yeah, you want all this guaranteed money? We haven't seen you play a full season. I can't. I I, I just I, for me, you know, you put like 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 Rider said, you put them on the franchise tag or you let them walk, and you go grab one of those free agent quarterbacks. You know, Baltimore is not not a bad destination. The other thing is, I really believe this with all my heart. If Tyler Huntley had came out there and balled out. You wouldn't, We wouldn't we wouldn't see Lamar in a, um, in a Baltimore uniform next year. I really believe that. And he struggled, you know, and wasn't Lamar. You, you know, he, he has that same type of game, that same type of style. I really, really believe. And I told KG this. I said, if he comes out there and he lights it up and kind of plays like Lamar, I think that would be another reason the Ravens would be like, ah, you can go ahead and – be gone, do what you're going to do, and go get your guaranteed money wherever you're going to get it from. But we're not giving it to you. So, of course, for me, my number one game is the Buffalo Bills in Orchard Park taking on the Miami Dolphins. I absolutely hate playing a division rival for the third time. Okay? We lost to Miami early in the year in the 120-degree sideline. Beat him in Buffalo, but this team is dangerous. They are gonna to roll Tua to out in a wheelchair of the to. He is going to play that game. Whether he got whether the left side of his face is drooping, he is going to play. Okay. He's going to be out there. That team is dangerous. Now, you know, it's going to be cold in Buffalo. We don't know if it's going to snow. We don't know what the forecast is. But I'm still rocking with my bills. Um, the other game I'm looking forward to, and ladies and gentlemen, please give him a round of applause, Geno Smith. Geno Smith, man, it's it's a great story. It's great to see him where he is. Uh, I know Seattle doesn't have a lot of firepower. San Francisco's a well-oiled machine. Yay! Go ahead. What you got? What you got? What you got? Step in here.
0: Hmm. Uh, they got a. They don't have an offense. They got Kenneth Walker, the third best running back, or the third best rookie running back with nine hundred and sixteen yards, and then you got DJ Metcalf and um, Tyler Lockett. That's what's getting them by.
1: Yeah, I, I I get that Gino broke broke some records this year, but it's it's still kind of stale. Still kind. It's still a little stale. It's not as. It's not as prolific. I, I think, I think they don't. I think for whatever reason, maybe all the gears aren't turning. Maybe, maybe they got three out of the five gears turning. I don't think it's going to be enough for San Francisco. They're
0: going it's to not be sexy. Play. Say it again. It's not sexy. So they're, they're, they're kind of what Washington wants to be, where you can, your offense, and they say something about two to one a day in the press conference, and Washington's crazy because you can't operate in 2023 with an offense that way. But if if Seattle's probably one of the few teams that's going to be 55 58% run and 42% pass when it comes to the end of end of the season numbers. And and what they've done is they've just rebuilt it. You got a great defense with Tariq Woolen and um PJ PJ Webb I think it is. At the corners, you got two young safeties. You got a young defensive line. You got a young offensive line, and you're really trying to get back to what used to be, um, uh, what was it, the name of their defense, the um, Legion, Legion Boom. of Boom. You, you're getting back to Legion Boom, and then you're running the ball the same way.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I I want to see that game. I know Seattle is going to have to play lights out, no no errors to beat San Francisco in San Francisco. I know that's going to be a really tough game, but I want to see it. I would love to see Gino at least have a really good game and and keep it close. Um, I want to see what Dallas team shows up Monday night. I really do because, you know, I know people hate Dallas, but if Dallas comes in and fires all cylinders, they're leaving Tampa Bay going to the division around. It's just that simple. But now you catch – Tom Brady and Mike Evans on the up and up, and it's like that's the wrong number twelve to catch on the up and up that he he's he, he gets dangerous. He, he, it's the wrong time for him to be catching fire, and that's Tom Brady. You know, it's just the wrong time. It it, it might be. I think it's going to be a good game. I don't think you're going to see the Dallas that showed up at FedEx Field. Um. I agree with Ben. I don't know what this team does if it loses another playoff game. There's no other coach you can get. You know, yeah. I mean, you you hired Mike McCarthy. I didn't think that was the answer anyway. I thought that was a desperation hire. Um, that wasn't a sexy hire. I think they really wanted uh, Sean Payton, and he wasn't ready to come back out. I think if Sean Payton told them right now he'd take it, they, they would drop Mike McCartney off in the Caribbean. <laughs> I, I promise you, and leave him there. But uh, I'm really interested to see what Dallas team. I, I really think that's going to be a close game. Um, I think Dallas might pull that out, man. I really do. I really do. I think they're embarrassed that that loss to Washington. That was embarrassing for them. Um, and that's going to show you what type of team, and what type of resilience they have coming into Tampa Bay. You know, a hostile environment. And it's time to play ball now. You know, see what you got. Um, I, you know, I'm interested to see. I, look, I'm interested in all the games. I want to see if Lamar comes out for Baltimore. Uh, I, I definitely want to see that game because those teams do not like each other. Um, I don't really care for the Jacksonville Chargers game.
0: What? I, think, I, think, I don't. I don't really. What? Young Gun versus Young Gun. Herbert versus Lawrence. This is how you. This is how you set up the the, the dynasty, the legacies going forward. You got two young quarterbacks, both one's the number one pick the one's the number four pick it's supposed to be the future it's supposed to be us taking the, the lead to the next level it's supposed to be setting up a rivalry outside of your division
1: let me tell you this <laughs> you know that mem that that mem where uh uh Tom is spanking
0: that happening. whatever
1: team wins whatever next round they go to they're gonna get punished or well, they got to go to Kansas City, or well, they got to go to Cincinnati, Buffalo, they're going to get punished. They're not, not ready. Vis- that, that team, both teams for me, Jacksonville especially, but I think the Chargers are another year out before I can take them seriously in the playoffs. These are the perfect two teams to meet each other. Y'all have fun. Y'all throw the football around as much as y'all want. Y'all let the kids on the field. Look, here go 50 tickets for your family. Because when y'all go to the next round, y'all gonna get slaughtered.
0: I think I think LA's better equipped to go beyond this round, uh, because they have the better talent. And the LA's had the better talent for a minute. The only problem LA's had is they've never had the mentality. Um, but Jacksonville that Jacksonville defense, I know I said this week one on this show, but Jacksonville's defense ain't no slouches. They got a nice group of young linebackers. They got a nice group of uh, front-end guys. Um, the secondary is okay. Um, offensively with ETN doing his thing, and then they didn't found something with Zay Jones and company. So yeah, they did. I just they think – I think I – think, and then and, and Trevor even said, like, hey, when we was up in um, – we were over in England. We found something in that game, and it just kind of picked us up. So I think this game's gonna be better than people think, and I think they're gonna give the next no, round.
1: No, no, no. no. I, I think, think this is they're gonna give somebody really trouble in the next round. round. I think this is gonna be a really good game, and, and, and you can quote me now, January tenth. Now I think the Chargers win the AFC West next year. If you look at their if you look at their games versus Kansas City, they almost beat Kansas City both times.
0: Yeah, but they just charging. They're charging.
1: That's what I'm saying. That chart, and that's why I'm saying they're not, I think they're still a year away learning how to win. Everybody has to go through it. Mahomes had to go through it. Roethlisberger, Brady, all these guys had to go through it. They had to learn how to win, how to learn how to beat it. Josh Allen still has to go through it because he still hasn't beat um, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So he's still going through it. Burrow beat um, Mahomes. He just didn't win a Super Bowl. So, you know, everybody had. that's what I said. I think the Chargers are a year away from doing damage. Are they a dangerous team? I'm not discrediting. They're a dangerous team. But I think when they get to the next round, and I think they'll win this game, they're going to charge – they're going to start charging the next round, and it's going to cost them. They're going to beat themselves and put themselves out of the game, and then they Justin Herbert's going to have to throw 62 times to try to keep them in the game. That's not a, That's not a playoff formula. It's not. It's just not right now. I think they're a year away. I think they win the AFC West next year because the Raiders aren't doing nothing. The Broncos aren't doing nothing, okay? It's going to be Kansas City and the Chargers, and I think the Chargers get over that hump next year.
0: Broncos I, country, that's right.
1: Yeah, that's right, right into a ditch. Um, and, run. <laughs> um, and I think Jacksonville, I think, you know, I think they're two years away but I think they win that division next year. Matter of fact, I need to put my parlay in now for 20, 2024 20, season, I need to put my division winners in.
0: Well, gentlemen, we've come to the end of the show. Uh, looking back on everything we've talked about, we've talked about draft stock. We've talked about quarterbacks. We've talked about money. We've talked about playoffs. We've talked about, <laughs> about Coaches getting fired. Um, in the coming days, speaking of coaches getting fired, uh, any particular coach on the hot seat right about now that you think will be fired before the end of the week? Before the end of the week, no. But I think next Tuesday you might see pink slips for Mike McCarthy, and you might see a pink slip for John John Harbaugh. If John Harbaugh gets a pink slip, I think it'll be a ride in Baltimore. Why? You 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 failed down the stretch the last two seasons. Okay, here's my thing. Here's something. I mean, you're a little younger than me, so I got I gotta put this out there to you. This is the same city that almost went up in flames when the Ursays decided to let go of Ted Marchabroda. The players actually was like, Yo, we're not playing if Marchabroda not coaching. Okay that same rabbit fan base that was with the Colts is with the Ravens. Now the city of in flames. But I think, I think they're tired of of, a little bit of the Harbaugh thing because he's tried to go for two in certain situations. He's passed up field goals and gone for four from ones. And I think fan bases get tired of it and they get tired of the same message just as much as the players do. I think the fan base does. Okay. Uh Um, would you be willing to, I, I, be I willing to I, put two dollars on that? I, I, so what you saying? If the Ravens lose, oh, you yeah, two bucks. If, if the, Ravens if the, lose, they're and they're John, two if, no, no. If John Harbaugh gets fired, okay, I'll cash out you two dollars. Okay, okay, because I don't think he's getting fired. Go on, BJ. No, nah, I'm. I you know, I think this time
1: this team is tired of losing to Cincinnati tired of losing to Pittsburgh. You know, um, now you got to fight with Cleveland next year because they're going to have Deshaun Watson for a whole offseason. You're going to have to fight with that now. So, you talk about this team next season may finish third. I don't think they're going to... I mean, I, th- I know the Cincinnati games are close with them. I don't think they're going to beat out Cincinnati for that division. You got to see what Kenny Pickett is going to do for the Steelers next year. Um... I really, I, I'm with, I'm with Midnight Rider. I really think a lot rides on this, this playoff game and how they perform and what they do. Um, if they go out and they make them same Baltimore Raven mistakes, you know, I, I think he's, he might, he might be on a hot seat. I don't know if he goes this season, but I think you could see him definitely be gone next season. I, you know, it's like I said, this is one of those franchises. You know, they do things the right way. Um, I can see them giving him another shot because Lamar missed so much time. That that I can see that because Lamar missed so many games, yeah. You know, if Lamar if Lamar plays the whole season, which we know he probably won't never do, but if he played, let's say he plays six, 15 games, maybe they're not going to Cincinnati. Maybe Cincinnati's coming to Baltimore. That, and that that's a big difference. Big difference. That's a big difference. Or oh, you got Jacksonville coming in. And you you know, you can dispose of Jacksonville and make it to the divisional, come to Orchard Park and get your butt spanked. But I mean, that's a whole nother whole nother show. <laughs> whole nother show.
0: Well, good fellas. Uh, that's all. Our time. This ride is over. Come back on Thursday, talk a little bit more playoffs, talk a little NBA on Thursday uh give the midnight rider the floor to talk about the nationals new signing because he was so excited about it and i just want to give him ample enough time to talk about it so we'll have to open the show on thursday and talk about that so he can gush over his new player but until then that's the midnight rider the birthday boy happy b (laughs) happy birthday b happy birthday b happy birthday the boss bj i'm the big guy kg As always, we don't do no overtime.
1: We are out (laughs) of here.